Coming to you from Beaumont, this is your house call. As you can imagine, a lot has happened since our last podcast, and even more time has passed since we talked to you about coronavirus, now more commonly known as COVID-19, back in January. Though things are looking more favorable today than they were a month ago, we're certainly not out of the woods yet. But there's another alarming trend that's emerging as the pandemic wanes. We're seeing empty hospitals and emergency rooms. Many patients are avoiding hospitals and physician offices, even for potentially life-threatening emergencies because of the fear of COVID-19. Now, as our understanding of the virus expands and the number of new cases declines, many hospitals, including Beaumont, have taken extraordinary lengths, and we have those protocols so patients can be safe coming to us for the care they need. Hello and welcome to the Beaumont House Call podcast. I'm Dr. Nick Gilpin, and my goal is to help you and your family live a smarter, healthier life. Today's conversation is an update on COVID-19. Specifically, we'll talk about the many things that we're doing to make Beaumont safe for our patients, our healthcare providers, and our visitors. So with that, let's dive right in. I want to share some frightening statistics from a recent poll that was taken by the American College of Emergency Physicians. Four in five adults, or 80%, uh, say that they are concerned about contracting COVID-19 if they need to go to the emergency room. Nearly a third of adults polled have actively delayed or avoided seeking medical care due to concerns about contracting COVID. Roughly 60% are concerned about being turned away from the hospital or doctor's office, which is a stronger concern, um, particularly among lower-income adults. And another 60% are concerned about access to their primary care doctor. Now, I will admit that I completely understand these concerns. Uh, Every bit of print and televised media right now is shouting about the risks and dangers of COVID-19. Even our own hospitals and healthcare systems in the early goings of this pandemic were urging people to stay home if you're, quote, not that sick, end quote. And that was simply because our healthcare systems were truly overwhelmed not just with the sick and the critically ill patients that, you know, we've come to know as the hallmark of this pandemic, but also with the so-called worried well. In our ICUs and um, in many of our units, we were at or beyond capacity. We had converted many of our usual medical and surgical um, wards into COVID units. Some of our campuses were almost purely dedicated to caring for COVID patients. Our bandwidth was completely consumed. So we battled through some incredibly difficult times. And here are some more statistics to show you where we've been. So Beaumont, the largest healthcare system in Michigan, has cared for more COVID-19 patients than any other hospital or healthcare system in Michigan. At the peak of the March and April surge, Beaumont had more than 1,200 patients Uh, with COVID-19 in our facility at one time, more than 1,200 patients with COVID-19. As of today, we're now hovering around 300 patients, just for perspective, throughout our eight hospital system. Still a very high number, but a significant decrease from where we were a month ago. Now, I believe that this signals that our hospitals and our healthcare systems are emerging from this surge, and we now have a wealth of experience maybe even some confidence 
around caring for these patients with COVID-19. Like the old saying goes, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. I want to just put a finer point on that idea for just a second, and I want to share my personal experience uh, with COVID. So as an infectious disease physician um, throughout this ordeal, I've been spending a, a significant amount of my time preparing the hospital and the healthcare system to deal with the pandemic, writing policies and, and guidelines and procedures to make sure that our patients and our, and our healthcare providers are safe. You know, but I also have continued to be clinically active and I've helped my physician partners uh, on, on weekends and, and uh, weekdays seeing patients with COVID. And, and I remember very early on in the pandemic, so many COVID patients in our hospitals. I remember scared nurses and scared respiratory therapists and physicians and scared patients, frankly. I remember them coming up to me and I remember them asking me questions about everything you could think of, you know, as far as, you know, what type of PPE to wear. And, you know, it was, it was such a, a fluid situation and it was creating a lot of anxiety. Uh, anytime you have a, such a wave of sick patients and you have guidance that's changing so rapidly, it, it naturally creates this anxiety. And I remember that my personal bandwidth was consumed with answering a lot of those questions on the fly and making sure that our people felt comfortable in that space. Fast forward some weeks on, and our team has gained so much experience from this. You know, our nurses, our doctors, our therapists, they're rock stars. They're superheroes. They, they have been armed with the knowledge and the expertise and they are the experts in caring for patients with COVID. They have the skill set to provide the care. The same goes for our environmental services workers when it comes to you know providing a clean environment. The same goes for our our screeners that screen patients and, and visitors at the door. You know, everyone has gotten better at their job of taking care of COVID and non-COVID patients alike. And, and that is why I'm here to be able to tell you that, yes, we did see the most patients with COVID in the state. Our healthcare system cared for more COVID patients than other healthcare systems did. We're better for it. We're stronger for it. And we're able to now move in this new direction to providing safe care for more than just COVID patients. I also have to throw out a, a, a very warm and, and heartfelt thank you to all of our employees and our healthcare providers, doctors, nurses, respiratory therapists, everyone, uh, for their unbelievably hard work during the COVID pandemic caring for our patients. I really got to say that you are the best in the business, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So now we pivot to what exactly are we doing in our hospitals, in our clinics today and going forward to provide safety and security given that we're in such an emotionally charged and an uncertain time? So I want to break down a few things that we're doing. So first of all, let's talk about what's going on prior to your visit. So patients are actively screened at entry points and given a face mask when they arrive if you don't already have one. 
Screening, as I talked about, consists of asking questions about symptoms, and those questions might be uh, asking if you have a fever or respiratory complaints or gastrointestinal complaints, all of the things that we've come to know are consistent with COVID. Our team is also doing everything we can to limit their physical contact with you. Now, that doesn't mean your doctor or your nurse is not going to touch you, but we are trying very hard to limit the amount of physical contact because we know that this virus can be spread by not just respiratory, but also by potential contact. We're staggering appointments in our facilities, in our, in our hospitals, in our clinics. Uh, we're staggering appointments to decrease the number of people who are congregating in an area. And are, we're rearranging our waiting rooms to allow for more social distancing because we've come to know that that's become the new buzzword, right? Social distancing. We want to make sure that we're keeping at least six foot of distance between us and the nearest person uh, because, again, that's one of the ways that we know that the virus can spread from respiratory droplets, coughing, and sneezing. Uh, and, and we know that that can spread as far as six feet in most situations. We also have our environmental services personnel conducting very thorough and regular cleaning with hospital-approved disinfectants, and they're going through and giving everything more than just a good once-over. We're cleaning all high-traffic and high-touch surfaces, and we're really trying to cut down on the amount of COVID that may exist on some of these surfaces. We know a little bit about how long COVID can live in some of these environmental spaces, like tables and doorknobs. And so uh, doing everything we can to mitigate that. Now let's talk about what happens during your visit. So if you're presenting to the emergency room with symptoms that could be consistent with COVID, like fever, shortness of breath, I want you to rest assured that we have the protocols in place to provide care for you. All right, that's very important. We, we have not forgotten how to take care of COVID. We, we took care of more COVID patients in the state than any other healthcare system. We have the tools. We also have adequate resources for testing patients that do have symptoms, and our staff has the adequate amount of personal protective equipment to do their job properly. In the early goings of the pandemic and in the, in the surge that we experienced in March and April, those things were not certainties for us. We were, as I like to say, we were living paycheck to paycheck on testing capacity and PPE. And it was incredibly uncomfortable to, to live like that because those are the, the necessary fundamental tools that we need to be able to provide safe care. Well, now I'm comfortable telling you today that we have those things in place and we have those protocols in place to do our job. If you're presenting to an outpatient clinic or a doctor's office, you may be seen face-to-face, -face. that's certainly an option, or you may be given the option for a video visit or a telehealth visit if that's more appropriate for your circumstances. So again, you know, the concept of telehealth has really taken off as a result of the COVID pandemic. And I, and I, I think as we look back on this, that will be one of the silver linings of this pandemic is that we're creating another opportunity for patients to seek care without having to physically go to their physician's office. And I think this will be a win for a lot of patients. I think, again, we're, we're improving access, and that's a good thing. And I can also not overstate 
that if you're experiencing serious medical problems or if you're experiencing a life-threatening emergency, please, please don't delay your care. Our emergency centers are here and we're ready to give you the care you need. There have been a lot of stories that have emerged from this pandemic of people who have, um, you know, presented to the hospital with infections, um, skin and, and, and uh, soft tissue infections, bone and joint infections, heart attacks, strokes that didn't present promptly. And we know that it's much more difficult to take care of these patients and these conditions if you don't seek prompt care. So please don't gamble. Make sure you're addressing your health concerns. Make sure you're coming to the emergency center when it's appropriate to do so. Next, I wanna talk about what some of the things we're doing around uh, surgeries and procedures, or for example, labor and delivery. So our physicians and surgeons who perform procedures are currently scheduling these procedures and surgeries that are deemed to be necessary and time sensitive. Now, determining what those procedures are is a conversation. So we don't have a roadmap or a, or a recipe for what types of procedures and surgeries are considered essential or necessary or time sensitive. That's a conversation that takes place between you and your physician. And it may be as simple as, you know, you've delayed having your knee surgery because of COVID, and I completely understand that. But now it's been two months and your pain is escalating and you're having a difficult time walking or you're having a difficult time sleeping or you're having a difficult time controlling your pain. Now suddenly that procedure that was perhaps more elective two months ago is now more essential today than it was two months ago. So that is how the determination is made about what an essential or time sensitive surgery is. If you have a surgery that's been put on hold due to COVID-19, you should contact your doctor and you should have that conversation and you should be talking about the safest approach. If you're scheduled to deliver your baby, you should contact your OBGYN. We have protocols in place at Beaumont to ensure that you and your loved ones and your baby are given proper care. We're also following all the guidance that's been put forth by the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, as well as the state of Michigan. We're obeying the uh, executive orders that have been put in place by the governor, and we have those protocols so patients can be safe coming to us for the care they need. That's about all the information that we have time for today. I want to remind our listeners that all this and more can be found at beaumont.org safe. We also have your one-stop shop for all things related to coronavirus at beaumont.org slash coronavirus. And we'll be doing a series of COVID-19 related podcasts with subject matter experts on a number of different topics in the coming days, including topics such as emergency care, surgery, obstetrics, and outpatient care. I also want to remind you, as always, to send along any questions or suggestions that you might have to podcast at beaumont.org. And I will leave you today with this healthy thought. None of us can be exactly sure what the future will hold for the COVID pandemic, but rest assured Beaumont is here for you. And we're taking the necessary steps before, during, and after your visit to provide the safest care possible. Our mission is compassionate, extraordinary care every day. 
and nothing about the COVID-19 pandemic has changed our mission. Don't gamble on your health and don't delay necessary care. Call your doctor if you have concerns because we are here to help. Thank you. Continue your journey to living a smarter, healthier life. Visit Beaumont.org slash podcast to access information and resources related to today's podcast.